It is January the 13th, 2017. Uh, within the last 24 hours, Nintendo have fully taken the uh, the cloth away from the Switch and have given us pretty much all of the major details that we would have wanted. Um, Nintendo, uh, I was surprised to see, issued away from uh, directs and went with a full-on press event held in Japan, um, which was translated to varying levels of excitement by some translators. <laughs> if you've seen the video, it was uh, there was one translator who was just having a great time, and one who I think was maybe in European time zone, because he was so tired, very confused. There was one guy who was not having it at all. Like, and he tried, to, he tried to follow the excitement of... Uh, some of the developers on stage, especially uh, Suda Fifty One, it, it was like he tried to bring over the excitement from the performance. We should say of some developers, like he tried to go a couple of times. Yeah, this is Nintendo Switch, and then like after two minutes, it was like, so we are working on a game. It was like total <laughs> boredom. And this guy, I was imagining like some guy at 6 a.m. somewhere in Europe was like, oh, look at these Japanese folks and their video games, man. <laughs> I hate video games. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I, sh- I should rethink my life decisions right now. Uh, anyway, it was a very peculiar presentation. <laughs> yeah, that guy, he was very unhappy about all of it. Um, but we know, we know so much now about the mm. switch and Federico, do you want to take us through some of the basics? Like what what do yes. we now know? So what we know is that the switch is going to launch globally. Uh, Europe, at least the major countries, uh, the Americas and Japan on March third. So early March, not late March, as some rumors claimed. It's going to be three hundred bucks. So two hundred and ninety nine dollars. It is more expensive again than. What the rumors claimed um, leading up to this event, there were some publications saying the Switch is going to be uh, $250. Instead, it's going to be, you know, 300 bucks. Uh, with prices in Europe and especially in, you know, Euro-based uh, countries, it's still not clear. I saw some prices in Italy uh, being 329 euros, but still uh, to be confirmed. It's uh, uh, £279. All right, there you go. So it's um, gonna, probably going to be more than 300 euros in Italy. I yeah, bet. It's, it's there or there. It's basically around that mark. We, yeah. we, like, we've basically gotten to basics point number two, and we already have to stop to talk about this. So yeah. um, what do you think about the price? I think it's more expensive that, uh, that uh, for some reason, either by following the rumors or just trying to think about you know an aggressive strategy from Nintendo. I was picturing this $249 price point. Yep. Um, especially because when you consider the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, uh, you can get a PlayStation 4 un- uh, below uh, really uh, $300, and maybe you can get one for that price with a game like Uncharted as a bundle. So uh, especially when, when you consider you know the differences in terms of power, uh, only if you consider the raw power and the you know, vast library of games for PlayStation 4, you could say it's not as good as a deal. Uh, because for that price, you can get a PlayStation 4 with a game and, a, you know, an, an insanely huge library of games available. Whereas Nintendo is going for the slightly higher end than what the rumors imagined. Uh, but again, it's such an, uh, um, 
and I'm speaking for my personal opinion, is such an original uh, idea and console. And we can talk about the Joy-Cons. We can talk about, you know, what Nintendo showed. I think I'm okay with it. It's more expensive than, uh, than what I imagined, but I think I'm okay with it. And I think people who will consider a Nintendo console, uh, they will be okay with it. Because, it again, the idea is so fresh. Uh, I don't think, you know, $50 is going to be a problem. Yeah, I'm uh, mostly the same. Like, I'm fine with it personally, but I do consider it a great shame that they couldn't hit that 250 price yeah. point because it, it would have just been really nice if they could have had that. You know, it's in the same way that, you know, I know that there were a bunch of add-ons and stuff, but, you know, the PSVR was able to get that banner price point, right, that, that, that really made it seem like an attractive thing. I mean, of course, you had to buy, like, another hundred dollars worth of stuff for the thing to actually yeah. work but they had their banner price point um and and i don't really think that 300 is is what anyone really wanted in this shahid what do you mm-hmm. think about the price you know nintendo have always made money on their hardware and considering they've sunk 350 million bucks into that r&d facility in kyoto where they merged the uh, home console and handheld divisions. They've got to make that money back somehow. So what they had to do was they had to hit the mark out the gate with the right sort of proposition. They didn't do that with the Wii U, which was the first output of that facility. And so they really had to get some of that back from the early adopters. And the only way they were going to be able to do that was by hitting the mark with the proposition. And they knew they did that. You know, I reckon they were able to make the pricing decision slightly later Mm. than most Mm -hmm. would, simply based on the feedback they had from the reveal. I wouldn't be surprised if they bumped everything 25, 30 bucks just because of the feedback from the reveal. Okay, we got something here. uh, We got our core fan base. We got some additional people as well. Looks like it's gone down as a cool product. We could probably have our customers... Uh, tolerate a few extra bucks we're talking about the hardcore customers right and the great thing about it is it's coming out in march well that gives them nine months of production to make a ton of profit on before they drop the price at christmas they do 25 30 bucks at christmas my god you know that thing's gonna fly i was about to make that point because launching in early march leaves you you know gives you the time and leaves you room to experiment come the holiday season you can do bundles you can do price drops you can maybe bundle in extra accessories or maybe uh one two switch can become a bundle game by the holiday season it gives you you know those nine months you address the target audience of your core fan base and then you think about you know most people are gonna buy one for thanksgiving or christmas anyway so you have nine months to ramp up production bring the price down or maybe bundle in an, an extra game or some accessories i think it's a good idea overall but yeah it totally would, it would be i'm not the ceo but you know if i were the president that's what i would do <laughs> but i'm not the president so uh, just some guy on a podcast <laughs> so um m- moving on that's the price uh what's in the box um Actually, a little more than uh, what you know people were expecting. Again, uh, there's the Switch, of course, the console. Uh, there's the dock, um, which is also available separately. I want to talk about that. Uh, but in the box, you get the Switch, you get the dock, you get a pair of Joy-Con controllers, uh, and you get the Joy-Con grips, which is like a strap uh, that you attach to the Joy-Con to give you um, a wrist strap, but also better uh, shoulder buttons when you want to play in... Uh, Nintendo calls it, I think, SNES mode, which is basically you're holding a single Joy-Con controller in your hands. You can attach the grip with the, uh, with the wrist strap. 
And of course, there's an HDMI cable and the AC, the power, which is actually based on USB Type-C. Uh, now, there's a bit of confusion yes. here because Nintendo says it's USB, uh, USB Type-C, but you cannot charge the console using an external battery. You oh. need to plug it into a wall outlet. Now, I don't quite believe this. I think Nintendo is just trying to... Uh, persuade people away from buying batteries now, battery packs now, I think there's going to be a way to power the Switch uh, with a, with a you know, you, maybe you need a big battery with a, with a higher, you know, capacity, with a higher output than what you normally charge your iPhone with. But I think people will figure out a way because it's USB Type-C. You, you know, you can always figure out a way. So I think we will see battery packs for the Switch. Even if Nintendo right now, it's saying, no, you need to plug into a wall outlet. Um, battery life, it's mostly in line with the 3DS, really. Uh, you get three to six hours, depending on the game that you're playing on the Switch. So if you want to play Zelda on the go, you're going to get three hours of battery life. You want to play, I don't know, Tetris, you're going to get six hours. Which is mostly in line with the 3DS, um, which has, you know, three to five hours. Uh, but the Switch, of course, is a thicker console, uh, have better graphics. And if you pay attention to the, to the console itself, there's actually uh, vents <laughs> going on at the top. Um, so, you know, I don't know if it, it's going to be noisy, uh, like, you know, those early Windows tablets that shipped with the, with the vent. Uh, we'll see. Um, the screen. Capacitive, multi-touch screen, 720p. So... HD, as the rumors claimed, multi-touch. Nintendo didn't didn't actually show any uh, multi-touch features or games. I bet we're gonna see a bunch of those, you know, before the release or maybe after uh, we will get some multi-touch games. Big news, it's region-free with an asterisk. Uh, Nintendo didn't specify, they said it's region-free in general, which I guess it means you can buy... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? In general. Okay. Just say <laughs> if it is or it isn't. <laughs> they, I think what they mean is they didn't want to go over the details with the online infrastructure. But my interpretation, and you know, other people mm. on Twitter seem to agree, and uh, I mean, when people on Twitter agree, you know you're right. Um, so that's the 100% <laughs> way to know that you're right. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, what I think they mean is you can buy a Japanese game card and it's going to work with your European console. You can buy an American game and it's going to work. But some online features, of, of course, will be a problem. I don't think you will be able, say, with a European um, eShop account to buy a Japanese game from another eShop. So I think it's going to be region locked in terms of online features, but you will be able to buy an import game and play it on the console. Yeah. Uh, you know, good news. It might just be the online stores that are region locked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it might be I that you so. can play with anyone from around the world, but yes. the stores are region locked. Yeah, we we can talk about online in, in the you know in a, in a dedicated section in this episode because I have a lot of thoughts. They have um, a strange online strategy, as you can imagine. Yes, as you can imagine. Of course, no surprise there. Um, <laughs> as for the basics, again, uh, there's a new online service we're going to talk about shortly. Zelda is a launch title. So if you watch the presentation, uh, especially if you watch it live, keeping Twitter on the side, you know, people were going crazy because basically what Nintendo did was a huge tease. Um, there was no Zelda news at all during the presentation. At the very end, they played an epic trailer, possibly one of the best Zelda trailers I've ever seen. And they announced the very last thing on screen was... March 3rd. So Zelda is going to be a launch title along with 1-2 Switch, which is the new multiplayer game by Nintendo that takes advantage of the peculiar additions to the Joy-Con controllers. And it's basically the new, the new Wii Sports, which is a game that you can play with friends 
local multiplayer game uh, to show off the features of the console, but it's really quite something else. Uh, also, we're going to talk about this shortly, uh, but it's not going to be bundled into the console itself. And finally, uh, the basic underlying theme of the entire presentation would be there aren't that many launch titles. Uh, there's basically Zelda, 1-2-Switch, and a bunch of Ubisoft games and some old ports like I Am Setsuna by Square Enix and, you know, a bunch of other uh, eShop titles. And Nintendo didn't really show a lot of third-party support. Basically, a couple of titles from a few companies just to test the console. So you can tell, for example, EA was on stage and they only announced, uh, I think, FIFA. Uh, FIFA. So you can tell the general feeling would be there are some third parties, not a lot of them, not a lot of trailers, not a lot of announcements. Most of them are just are just basically waiting to see how it goes. So they're bringing a bunch of, you know, a couple of old games, a couple of new games, and then we're going to see. Um, which is concerning, uh, but, you know, these are the basics. I'm not so, concerned about this right now. And, um, and my feeling for this is similar to, like, the... The, the cost part uh, like that, that we were talking about, like that Nintendo were able to buy their time. I think that a lot of third-party developers have gone cold on Nintendo in recent years because Nintendo have made it so difficult for them to actually put good games on their platform. The Switch is actually a, a good console um, with an interesting idea that isn't wacky, but like it's a sensible, interesting idea. Like there's a lot of sense in this product. Um, and I think that you know they they've done a lot of work to make the development environments better as well. But so I think they've been able to convince a bunch of people, but they weren't able to get people teed up because there was no previous development work for the for the prior console going on. So all of the all of the games that are coming from third parties will will have started within the last few months on development potentially. So I, that's why I expect that there just isn't a lot right now because they're still kind of in the phase of convincing people to, to sign onto the platform. But the the people that have been on stage, the people that are confirming to, to do this stuff, it is a um, comforting thing. You know, Bethesda and EA coming on board and saying like, yes, we're going to make games for this platform. That is a, a, I think that is comforting for the platform. And it shows that they have renewed faith in Nintendo's abilities here, which is a good thing. But I think we're just going to have to... And it's part of like the, the idea of, like you know, it's really it's the hardcore fans that are buying this console right now. And then by the time that it's really up to full steam on a price perspective, which will be towards the holiday season, that there'll be about 12, 15 games for the platform, which will be much better than the four or five that we've got at launch. Yeah, could be. Um I mean, if you look at the launch lineup, uh, there's some debate going on whether this list is accurate because uh, someone pulled it from the Nintendo website on a hidden web page. But basically what we're looking at is um, The Legend of Zelda, 1-2-Switch, Has Been Heroes, which is a new game, uh, Sniper Clips, which is another new game for the Switch, and then a few older games from, you know, 2013, like Rayman Legends, or uh, 2014, like Puyo Puyo Tetris, or Just Dance 2017, uh, which actually launched last year, and I Am Setsuna, again from PS4 and Vita in 2016, This Gear 5, 2015. So we're looking at a few ports, and 
really oh and super bomberman r which people are really excited about I'm, i never actually really got bomberman but there's a new game coming so uh four new titles uh five five new titles and six or seven uh ports from playstation and yep. vita that's basically it and, you know, there are things that we don't know yet. We don't know what the status of the virtual console is. You know, there's nope. all this sort of stuff. So we still have to wait and see. And I guess this is stuff that Nintendo... I assume there will be a direct between now and launch day. I think so. It was a strange presentation. Um, we mentioned this at the beginning of the show. Uh, of course, it wasn't Japanese and it was dubbed in English. So I bet that a lot of info actually was lost in translation. Um, but it was odd in terms of what we're used to see from other gaming companies. For example, the pricing details were right at the top, uh, you know, by President Kimishima himself. So right at the beginning of the presentation, pricing details. And then there was this uh, segment on the Joy-Con controllers, which was very interesting, possibly the best part of the entire show. And then this middle section with a carousel of developers... It was actually kind of boring, <laughs> um, especially, you know, the, the very strange Japanese humor that we as Western civilization, I don't think we really get. Like there was a, a guy from the Splatoon team dressed up as a, a scientist. With- and he kept making the, the, the his body into the number two. I was at least yeah. attempting to do that. Um, and he was aiming his Splatoon guns at everybody. Yes, and the translator again. That's when the guy <laughs> broke down. Basically, he was like, "No, no, I, you know, I cannot do this anymore." And there was Suda Fifty One, uh, which again, I, I didn't really understand whether he was announcing no more heroes coming or a wrestling game. I'm not sure what I got from the translator. Um, it was a strange presentation, and but the best part, beside the Joy-Con and Zelda, was after. Because on the kind of like an Apple event, once the event is over, you go to the website, you open the press releases, and you discover a lot of information. That's exactly what happened. People went to the Nintendo website, which was surprisingly up and running, and there were a lot of details about the online service, the games, screenshots, videos. Uh, Nintendo was quick in posting videos to YouTube. So we put a, we put together a lot of details that Nintendo didn't mention during the show after the presentation on the website. So that that was nice. And there's still more coming today as events are occurring around the world, press events and, and briefings and such. There's still more and more information coming out as the day is going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, so we need to talk about the games and we need to talk about the Joy-Cons and the online service. But before we jump into the meaty section of the show, Mike, I think you want to talk about something awesome. Yeah, this week's episode is brought to you in part by Blue Apron, the company on a mission to make incredible home-cooked meals accessible to everyone while supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards of ingredients and building a community of home chefs. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron will deliver to you seasonal recipes along with fresh, high-quality ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals every single meal comes with a step-by-step recipe card so you can follow along and you only get the ingredients that you need everything's pre-proportioned you're not going to be wasting anything and you'll be able to put together these fantastic meals in less than 40 minutes you can customize your recipes based on your dietary preferences and choose the delivery option that fits what you're looking for you don't need to commit every week you just get the deliveries when you want them and blue apron delivers to 99 percent of the continental united states Blue Apron sets the highest quality standards for their 
community of artisanal suppliers, farm, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. They believe that when you cook with fresh ingredients that support a more sustainable food system, you can make yourself some incredible meals. New recipes are created by Blue Apron's culinary team and are not repeated within a year. You can cook things like spicy shrimp and Korean rice cakes with cabbage and furikake. You can maybe try your hand at Thai chicken noodle soup with yellow curry paste and mushrooms or creamy shrimp spaghetti with broccoli and mayo lemon. These are recipes that you can go and get on Blue Apron right now. You can check out this week's menu and get three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash remaster. Not only do you get all of the ingredients that you need in the way that you need them and not only is everything laid out for you because of this uh, practice that you'll get by cooking these blue apron meals it's just going to make you a better chef you're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals of blue apron so go to blueapron.com remaster and we thank them for their support of this show and relay fm blue apron a better way to cook so we should just jump right in and start at the very end because i want to talk about zelda all right so did you watch the trailer? Yeah, I, I watched the whole event. I've seen the trailer. Um, I've only seen the trailer in Japanese. I don't know if there is an English version of the trailer. I don't, um, I don't think so. I think it's Japanese with subtitles in English. Yeah. So the, the big news, I guess, is that we're going to get voice acting in Zelda for the very first time, I think. And this is a big news, especially, you know, if you've been playing Zelda games for a long time. You know that the characters actually never talked. So it looks like Nintendo is going for a higher production. And everything about this game screams bigger. Um, there's yep. this huge open world, voice acting. There's this big story, apparently, with this relationship between Link and, Link and Zelda. Uh, the graphic style is much better than what we got from E3 a couple of years ago. Nintendo clearly spent a lot of time on this. And the trailer itself was this great combination of uh, this uh, orchestral uh, ar- uh, arrangement of the Zelda team, and it showed uh, new landscapes, the Hyrule Castle, uh, some villages, uh, Zelda, Ganon, uh, and a bunch of different um, tribes, um, like the Goron, for example. Uh, it was a great trailer, and of course, besides the news that it's going to be a launch title, and that it looks great, um, there's going to be two special editions. One which is called the Special Edition, which includes uh, a soundtrack, and uh, uh, what else was it? What is it? A carrying case. Um, and a carrying case. And a collectible um, coin and uh, a map. Yes. And there's also the Master Edition, which is what I'm going to get, which includes everything from the Special Edition plus uh, a statue of the Master Sword. <laughs> so, you know. Because you need I mean, more it, of those things in your house again. I you? do. I, I actually do need a Master Sword on my desk. <laughs> I'm missing so, it. I'm, it's I'm, the one thing I'm missing. I'm looking at my desk right now and I'm like, you know what this desk needs? A master sword. <laughs> uh, so uh, this is what I pre-order. I called my guy this morning. I was like, you know, I need to buy a bunch of things from you about the, for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so I just sent him a list on WhatsApp. And you know, I'm, uh, now I'm waiting for my master edition. Uh, anyway, I'm super pumped for this game. I think it's... Uh, we, we talked about this, actually, We months ago. We said, this is going to be like the Nintendo Wii launch. There's going to be one multiplayer game and Zelda, and then we're going to have to wait several weeks to get other games. Um, I'm very excited. I, I think it's going to be a great launch title. I think it's going to be a great game. And, you know, with the... It's coming out on Wii U also, but I think on the Switch, with the fact oh, that... Is it? Can, 
Oh, yeah, man. Because they didn't mention it, so I wondered if they were kind of sweeping that under the rug. It's basically what happened with the GameCube and the Wii. Uh, Twilight Princess came out on both, but, of course, the the attention uh, from Nintendo and the fans was on the version for the new console. Uh, At the time, the only minor difference was you could sort of mimic uh, fighting with the sword with the Wiimote, which wasn't real one-to-one movement because the Wii Motion Plus actually uh, was not available at launch in uh, 2006. Um, But this time, I think there's a bigger difference between the two versions because you can actually play on the go. So I think it's if you're looking to play the new Zelda, I think the version of the Switch, even if it has the same graphics, I don't know because we haven't seen, uh, you know, graphical comparisons between the two, but even if it's the same game, the all the simple fact that you can play whenever you want, I think it's a much better deal for this game. Also, what uh, Nintendo showed, this is very interesting, um, you can interact with Amiibo um, at any time uh, because there's a, an NFC is built into the, I think, the right Joy-Con. So you can just uh, place the Amiibo on the controller, uh, whether you're at home or playing as a portable console and you can just you know uh, use amiibo features anytime so i'm very excited about zelda of course it's gonna be my my launch game so uh looking forward to it shahid what is your opinion of the zelda stuff that we've seen i've only seen screenshots but you know we've talked about it for a while it's entirely expected what's happened it's going to be an absolutely fantastic game we always knew from the outset it was going to be probably one of the, the most exciting, if not the most exciting, iterations in Zelda yet. So I'm looking forward to it. I've only played, I think, three Zelda games in my life. Uh, well, two Zelda games and one uh, Lynx game, if you want to put it that way. Um, and I didn't become a hardcore fan, but I respected the craft and I respected just the labor of love that went into everything they did just detail upon detail upon detail and it was really sweet and charming um so i'm really looking forward to this which i'm i have to say being an old so-and-so surprises me to hear myself say that Hmm. but if it is going to be the best version of zelda yet then i definitely want it it looks really cool from the screenshots i've seen as i say i haven't seen it moving from uh this morning but yeah, I'm I'm well into it. I just don't think it's going to be enough. I hope there's a ton more. I guess it's going to take some time. If they can hit the ground running with two strong first-party titles at launch, with Zelda being one of them, I think they're going to be reasonably safe. So here's my feeling about, about Zelda. I think everything that they've shown is pretty incredible. Um, like, from the way that it looks, the trailer is really amazing. Like all of the voice acting, I like that. Whilst you know they they went big with the environment, creating an open world environment, that they also decided that they needed to go big with the story and create cutscenes. I mean, that's how it looks, right? That, that there's going to be cutscenes in the game, which I'm excited about. Like that they're deciding that that it's not all just going to be in game stuff. Like we're we're talking from seriously produced from a voice acting perspective and direction perspective. The one thing, though, that I keep coming back to is every time I see play of this game, every time I see, like, videos and clips, it the world just looks so empty. Like, mm. it's sparse. Like, the environment is rich, but there's nothing in it. 
Like so many of the, the, the shots that I've seen is like Link just running up a hill or stuff like that. And and, and I'm concerned that they don't have the horsepower to populate the worlds that they're creating here. And I'm I'm just a little bit concerned about that, that, that it's gonna be this really beautiful environment where you spend an awful lot of time just on your own. I don't know. Have you ever played Skyrim, Mike? Yeah, and that's what I don't like about Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's this type of game, you know, where uh, obviously you spend a lot of time traveling. Yeah. And I think I, I think Nintendo knows this concern, and I think that they've made some wrong decisions in giving this impression, because I also got that. I don't think... I mean, we haven't seen dungeons, for example. Well, we haven't seen yep. that much of enemies, really. We haven't seen that much of, you know, inventory management or weapons or villages, how you interact with people or buy stuff. Or We only basically saw the s- glimpses of the story yesterday. Um, so I think there's going to be elements of that. Uh, I think it's going to be like Skyrim or The Witcher 3, for example. Uh, but I, I also hope... Uh, that Nintendo knows this and they they've managed to fill the world with you know subquests or more enemies. We don't know what the the for example the enemy respawn cycle looks like. Uh, I have a lot of questions, which is a theme of my mm. reaction to the Switch. I, I I'm left with a lot of questions, uh, including Zelda and you know this open world. It's, it's gonna be empty. It's gonna be boring. Or the Nintendo simply wanted to go for the oh my god it's so massive open world effect uh without you know uh addressing the concerns of people like me and you or is it actually a problem uh that it's actually an empty world and you know it's beautiful but it's empty we don't know uh so people who play the game uh try the game are really excited and they say that it's fun that it's uh you know there's a lot of creativity involved with crafting and exploring so i think it doesn't make for a good you know game to show off in videos maybe at least not right now i don't know that's what i hope so we've got mario kart 8 deluxe this is a a game coming out in towards the end of april right and it is a expanded version of mario kart 8 for the wii u yes it includes everything from the mario kart 8 game on the wii u including the uh, dlc that came out Plus new items, new maps, battle mode, which was absent from the Wii U version and Nintendo was heavily criticized for it, uh, and new characters, including uh, the the Inkling, boy and girl from Splatoon, uh, King Boo, Dry Bones, and Bowser Jr. So we're going to get you know uh, a bunch of extras on top of everything that came out on the Wii U. And there's going to be a mini wheel accessory to you know put the Joy-Con in. Uh, if you're into the kind of thing, and it launches on April 28th, so uh, almost two months after the release of the console. I hear 1080p, 60 frames per second, uh, 60 frames per second for two players. Is that right? Simultaneous? I didn't because that would be amazing. I didn't see the details for that. I think I, I also remember something about this. So if we both remember that, there must be something to it. That's or if a number impressive. of people said it on Twitter. Yeah. That means they're right. I mean, moving through this already. Of course. Um, I, I'm, I'm increasingly uh, drawn to the idea of Mario Kart effectively just becoming Nintendo Kart 
but the the branding is so entrenched yeah. at this point that they're not changing it. You know, like seeing the Splatoon characters come in, and it's like, yeah, this is Nintendo Kart, right? Like Zelda's in it, Animal yep. Crossing's in it, and now Splatoon's mm-hmm. in it. Um, this is this is just Nintendo's Kart game. Like, what was it? Rare did one, didn't they, as well, where they had a bunch of their characters in? Yeah, was it Diddy Rare? Kong Racing. Yeah, and Se- Sega as well. Sega Racing. Yeah, All Star Racing. It's there you from go. Sega. It's basically becoming Super Smash, but with carts. Yeah, that's what's going on. And I'm way happier to play Mario Kart than Super Smash. Oh, yeah. I'm of everything of all of the games that were announced. This is the one that I am most bummed won't be a launch title because it's the one that could have been. It would have been a great launch title, and it should have been, I think, uh, especially because it's mostly an old game yeah. with some extras, and it should have been. I think it would have been great to have, you know, uh, one to Switch, Zelda, and Mario Kart Eight. I think the narrative around the Switch launch and the presentation would have been deeply different if Mario Kart 8 was a launch title. Yeah. Uh, still, you know, it's coming at the end of April, so it's not like it's coming in September, you know, bearing any delay. So, um, there you go. Uh, Splatoon. There was talk of uh, the Switch getting uh, the the same deal as Mario Kart 8 with Splatoon, which is, a, you know, an extended version. Instead, we are getting a sequel. So, it's called Splatoon 2. Not Splatoon with a 2 in the middle, as people on Twitter were saying. It's called Splatoon 2, uh, and it's more of the same, which if you like the first Splatoon, I guess is good news, because there's, a, you know, the, the squids are back, and there's multiplayer, single player, and now you can use two weapons at once. So, Federico, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure you called this months ago. Oh, you're right. <laughs> didn't you? I called Splatoon with yeah, the two you did. in the... They didn't listen to my advice, though. They, it is Splatoon 2, but it's not with the two in the middle. It should have been with the two in the middle. It should be with the two in the middle. I can't believe that they're not doing it. Like, they still got time. It's so obvious to do it, yeah. The branding might change between now and release. I'm pleased that they're doing this. Um, I'm pleased that they're, they're, they're giving it a second entry in the, in the franchise as opposed to a port. Uh, Splatoon is so new. Um, I think that if they just went with a port with additional function like Mario Kart, it would actually be harming the franchise. I think that they're better to wait until the summer and then bring a new Splatoon uh, to the Switch. And I like that they're um, they're expanding the game with the functionality of the Switch without going crazy about it, right? That you can dual-wield weapons with the two Joy-Cons. Like, that is a great addition, but it's not something that's that's bonkers, um, like like what we would have seen on the Wii U, right? I'm sure if they would have, if it, you know, releasing it with uh, when the Wii U was all about the second screen, there would be some craziness baked into it. But by the time that Splatoon came out, everyone was kind of over the fact that the Wii U yeah. didn't really add anything. So the, it yeah. was sensible <laughs> and it was just a map on that screen. But yeah, I, I think using uh, using these in interesting ways is good. And, and I really think that there will... That I would be surprised if by the time this game comes out, if Nintendo hasn't created some kind of attachment that these can go into akin to the um, uh, the the driving wheels, you know, the, the wheels for Mario Kart. I'd be very surprised if there wasn't a Splatoon-themed ink gun uh, that was released to put the Joy-Con into. Oh, yeah, that would be nice, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new IP from Nintendo. It's called ARMS. This looks so much fun. Yes, I watched the videos and I watched the Treehouse demo today. It was looks like a lot of fun. It's um, 
in theory, it's a multiplayer game. I don't know if you can also play a single player. You can. As a single, there's a whole single player campaign. All right. Awesome. It's boxing combined with shooting. Mm-hmm. Basically, you control these characters uh, with extendable arms, like they have springs instead of arms, and you can use the Joy-Cons to uh, aim and throw punches slash shoot other, you know, yeah. uh, characters. It's You need to watch the video to understand. It sounds quite creepy, but you can also jump. You can, of course, you have power-ups. You have different types of characters and, you know, special moves. And it makes good use of the different support for motion controls on the Joy-Cons and, uh, you know, the different buttons that you have to have this kind of, you know, um, competitive experience. I think it looks like a lot of fun, and it's coming out this year. It's not going to be a launch title, which, again, it's a shame. It would have been nice to have a new game from Nintendo out uh, in March. Uh, I think I'm going to get this one, especially because it's got online play. Mm -hmm. It's not the traditional shooter. It's very colorful, very Nintendo style. Uh, I like Nintendo doing new IPs, doing new things. Yep. I was excited and... about this. I think it looks really fun. It looks really good, like colorful and bright. Um, and again, it is a great use of the hardware. Yeah, yeah. So looking forward to ARMS. Um, now, before we talk about the uh, elephant in the room, um, a quick update on, on all the other games. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors is coming out from, you know, it's a... Uh, follow-up, you could say, to uh, Hyrule Warriors. So it's basically, uh, uh, you know, the Nintendo franchise combined with Destiny Warriors. It's an action game. Uh, we don't have a release date, I think. And we only got like two seconds of a teaser. Uh, Square Enix, uh, kind of nice of a commitment to the Switch. Uh, besides, you know, the port of I Am Setsuna, there's going to be Dragon Quest 10, 11, Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2. Uh, so Square Enix is definitely on board uh, with the Nintendo Switch, at least, you know, uh, with old games. And now there's also going to be the new Dragon Quest, which I'm re- really excited about. Minecraft is going to be on the Nintendo Switch. I think it's going to do well, especially because it's a combination of, a, you know, home console and portable console. I think it's great to have uh, Minecraft on the Switch. Now, Super Mario, Shahid. Um, it's something is going on here because basically uh, a Mario escaped... And uh, uh, <laughs> he couldn't stand uh, me teasing him. No, I just, I just want, I just want to use the right words. Otherwise, um, what, what do you think? Let me phrase it this way: What's your take on New Donk City instead of New York, New York City? <laughs> new Donk, man. <laughs> new new Donk. Are you sure? <laughs> of all the things, so you want Mary to go to go. Uh, to, to retire but instead of retiring he's having a midlife crisis and he escaped the Mushroom Kingdom and he's exploring New Donk City which in is in his brown toupee <laughs> so <laughs> Nintendo is doing something different here uh, they're doing an open world quote unquote open world game Mario game where New Donk City uh, is the <laughs> central hub so kind of like the castle in Mario 64 and uh, what's Delphinia Town, maybe? Super Mario Sunshine. Yep. Uh, there's a new Donk City in uh, Mario Odyssey, uh, it's called. And you use this city as a hub, uh, which you can explore. 
and then you jump on an airship to visit other levels and stages, uh, which are, you know, set in very unusual places. Like, there's a Mexican stage, there's a forest stage. It's not the usual Mushroom Kingdom-themed Super Mario game. And let me tell you, the first seconds when I saw the... You know the buildings uh, with the with the billboards saying New Donk City and Dixie Street. Uh, I was like, "What is going on here?" Well, I thought I, it was a new w- Donkey Kong game. Me too. I, I was expecting yeah. Donkey Kong to kind of you know show up. I was like, "Oh man, I don't like Donkey Kong." And he said, "There's Mario coming out of the sewers," which is perfect, right? That's where he which would is perfect. be. <laughs> this is a plumber, and he has two things. There's real people looking at Mario, which is. Creepy. Mario is half the size of a normal human being. <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and, uh, and just proportioned in all the wrong ways. Yes. And he has realistic hair and the mustache, of course. And the final creepy thing is the hat is alive. Mm-hmm. And he, the hat has eyes. And Mario can use that uses his hat now as a weapon and also as a way to create platforms for himself. Yes. Um, this is like in the tradition of uh, give Mario a new mechanic. And to be honest, I'm surprised I didn't think of this one until now, in all honesty. Like it, and now I've seen it, I'm like, yeah, this, he's, this hat has been there the whole time and he's never, used, he's never thrown it at anyone. Uh, mm. Why wouldn't he throw his hat at people? Can I just say that I'm really excited about this game yes. for all of it, for the weirdness yeah. of it. Yes. I, I love New Donk City as a thing. Uh, it is now my everything. Also, is Bowser a pimp in this game? I can't tell what is going on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has a he has a fur coat and a top hat. Yep, oh, he, he totally does. is. And a, and a totally purple is. ship with like all these be- this beautiful carpeting. <laughs> I think that they're going for like this this New York aesthetic, and for some reason yeah. they've decided that seventies like TV show <laughs> New York is the one that they're emulating with Bowser. Um, open world. I don't like the phrase being used. Open world. Yeah, I don't think it's open world. It's not open, open world. It's no, it's sandbox no. style, and and there there is a distinction there because people hear open world and see a city and think that you're going to have Mario breaking into cars and driving them around. No, That's not no, what this no. game is. Imagine if the castle from Mario sixty four was more interactive. So with cars that move around, you yep. can jump and you can use the verticality of buildings. I think that's what's going on. It's a very, it's a bigger hub, but it's the same concept of Mario sixty four and Super Mario Sunshine, which you know the town was totally explorable in Mario Sunshine. So it's not totally new. Yeah, you, you, there were lots of things based around running around the little town, and then you would go out to the areas. Yes, you'd go out to X area and. Maybe you have to get rid of uh, all of the slime from the hotel area and stuff like that. Like it is that it's like the, you you are in this one place which has a bunch of challenges in them, which are typically like I need a break from the quest type function, so I'm going to do some challenges in the town and then go out to the towns to complete some bigger, uh, bigger quests, bigger missions, uh, bigger bigger areas. Um, again, like I can't wait for this game. Uh, I'm happy that it will be out this year. Um, I'm pleased for Nintendo that they're targeting holiday season for the Mario game. Um, and uh, you know, I've I've spoken about wanting a 
a new big Mario game for a while, and and this is it. Uh, I am just surprised that, at least in the interim, that there isn't a 2D Mario uh, that has been announced or shown. Um, it feels like that that would have been a good thing to maybe have in the interim, uh, as Nintendo tend to do now. They have their side-scrolling Mario and their regular Mario. I mean, we'll see if the, if anything comes of that, but uh, maybe that will be for 2018. Um, but I'm I'm excited about Mario Odyssey, and I really like the name um, and uh, New Donk City, man. I'm looking forward to the merchandise. Oh, yeah, and, you know, it gives me... A Sonic Adventure kind of vibe when Sega tried to mix, you know, Sonic with real world elements. It didn't really work out. Uh, there were a bunch of problems with that game. I personally liked it. Uh, I I bought Sonic Adventure when it was remade on the on the GameCube, I think, and I loved the weirdness and you know the the you know I think it's this is something that Nintendo uh, have wanted to do for a long time, you know, to to use a city as the as the main hub of a Mario game and to jump into different areas and it's good to see them trying something new. So I'm uh, I'm really excited to have this game and uh, you know especially to be able to play it on the go. Uh you know Mario is a great game to have on a portable console. So I'm really excited. But you know our friend um, here Shahid I guess uh, I don't know what hey. what do you what do you think what what what's your take on Mario having you know in his forties with a hairpiece going to New Donk City? I mean, uh, that that's quite something. That that is quite something. I have to say, I really like the sound of this, and I like uh, the visuals. I like the concept. Um, I don't like the hat. Right. <laughs> I'm kind of freaked out by the eyes. Because it, you know, it is with, with the peak of the cap, it kind of looks like a duck, but then it should be yellow, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure why the the hat has to be anthropomorphic. I don't know why it can't just be a new tool for Mario. I don't know why that hat has to be alive, but that's the decision that they've chosen. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how it pans out. I, I don't like his hair either. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that film that was made with video game characters not that long ago. Pixels, I think it was called, where they voxelized all these video game characters. Yeah. And the, the VFX folks were really careful about preserving the the look and feel of those old school characters, but somehow bringing them up to date. Well, that's the trick that Nintendo have been pulling for decades now with Mario. Except this time, I think, they've maybe gone a little bit too far because there was a kind of innocence to Mario, which by having that hair, I think he's lost a little bit. <laughs> I do like the idea of him in this kind of realistic city. I think having the extra memory and uh, the visual quality on this new device has allowed them to create, a, a, I guess, a really detailed sandbox like environment i love the idea that you can go between worlds in an airship which just sounded fun yeah it sounded like a mario sort of thing to do and it's a big hat I like... yeah uh, i it's all hats this, this game is very hat based hats. <laughs> I, 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 i'm trying to not sound too excited by it i'm going to reserve judgment and okay. the reason for that is just twofold because I'm not convinced about the characterization. I love the idea of the environment. I think he'll be absolutely fantastic in that environment. I imagine all of the mechanics that we're familiar with 
um, through Mario, you know, all of the jump styles and so on, the triple jump, doing that in a realistic environment is just going to be so much fun because you're going to experience the environment in a way you've not experienced um, with with any other game. Mm -hmm. Because most other realistic... I can only think of... um, Oh, my God, what was that? There's a cool game on PS4 that came out quite early. I should really know this. This is terrible. This is a sign of age. But um, where the guy turns into fire and all oh. that. And this is it Knack? No no no, 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 no. Uh, oh, this is terrible. Oh, my God. Come on. I should I had this. this oh, uh, in, in Me Famous? Too. Infamous. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Infamous. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. So, basically, that's the only other game I can think of in the last three or four years that had really unusual... Um, dynamics for the player character within a realistic environment. I just think Mario is going to be nuts in that I kind of environment. I would say Spider-Man games. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the me, thing with yeah. Spider-Man is we know what Spider-Man does, yeah. and we've seen Spider-Man many times in film. True. Same with Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, we know what Batman does, otherwise you say the same about that. What we don't know is how Mario will behave in a realistic environment, and I think that's just going to be really surprising and fun. I can only imagine what fun the the playtesters and designers have been having doing all kinds of exploits and tricks and so on. Uh, the speed runs on this are going to be something else. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it because, you know, I've said for a while, if you're going to do something, go somewhere else. Well, okay, this is basically Nintendo saying, well, up yours, Shahid. <laughs> <laughs> Try this on for size. <laughs> all right. So some of the other games, uh, Sonic Mania, um, Ultra Street Fighter 2, uh mm-hmm. then we you know we mentioned skyrim these are all games that are kind of 2017 oh nba 2k18 which would be towards the end of the year as well oh um, yay sports you, you say that though but um no i, I, know, I know that I know. we don't care about them and i don't but i, I think I know, it's very important for nintendo it, it if they is. can land these it games is. again it, it's it's a it it's is. a sign of renewed third-party trust in the in their system or money yeah, money, for sure. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was really crude. But I mean, the, to the whole third party thing, Nintendo, I think, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I think their approach has been to try and rope in, I'm trying to be delicate here, as many key third party partners as they possibly can. It's very similar to the approach that PlayStation took during the launch of PS4, where there were some relationships that had not been as great as they would have liked in the PS3 era, and they wanted to really rebuild those bridges as best as they could. I think Nintendo have been doing something very similar. They're not that fussed about the volume of games coming to their system, which is why I don't think we've seen too many independent development announcements, and that won't hurt the system at all. You know, they've got, to ke- they've got to keep focused. This is not an indie machine, you know, especially not in the first year. There will be independent developers on it, of course. I just think they went after some of these partners and said, look, what do you need? What can we do? And to be fair, it's not just that they went around there with a pot of cash because, you know, there's huge opportunity cost for these big developers. People are closing studios down left, right and centre and it's tough to make money these days. You know, some big titles have failed. So these big developers, if you like, um, the internal developers inside EA and Activision and so on, though I don't think Activision were uh, were there on launch, but certainly Bethesda, they're going to be thinking, well, do we really need to add another skew to this fantastic franchise? It's already performed really well for us. To the system, we don't know how well it's going to do. They must have seen... The potential in the system and they must have seen 
a space in the market for it to even bother. Otherwise, why bother? You know, even if it was for free, you know, uh, even if all of their costs had been covered and they were given marketing, why would you risk the opportunity cost when the environment right now is so brutal for AAA? I agree, and I'm pleased. But since I'm pleased that Nintendo are taking that um, ingenuity, and that, but then they're also creating an environment that will allow these developers to to play in their world. Um, and I think that these have been two things that have been missing, um, especially with the Wii U. All right, this episode is also brought to you by Squarespace. Uh, enter offer code INSERTCOIN when you get to checkout because you're going to want to go to Squarespace and go to checkout. You'll get 10% off your first purchase when you do that. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store or a portfolio or a blog. Squarespace is the only one platform that lets you do it. You don't have to worry about anything to install. There's no patches to concern yourself with. No upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that because Squarespace have got you covered. They have award-winning 24-7 support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name and all of those award-winning templates that I mentioned are just so fantastically designed. They look great on any size of device and really help you show off your great ideas. Squarespace plans start at only $12 a month and you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code INSERTCOIN at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for Remaster. Thank you to Squarespace for supporting this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. But Nintendo just confirmed there's going to be five launch titles for the Switch. Okay. Which is Zelda, 1-2-Switch, Super Bomberman, Skylanders Imaginators, and Just Dance 2017. And the three other games, uh, Snipper Clippers, <laughs> that's a fun name, uh, Fast RMX and Has Been Heroes will be out in March, but okay. not on March 3rd. So five games when you buy the console. And I assume there's going to be some other stuff on the eShop, but we're going to wait for that. Um, the other big game, which is directly related to the hardware announcements uh, that we got last night, is 1-2-Switch and the Joy-Con controllers. And I want to talk about the Joy-Con because we we knew what the system was going to be like, you know, with the, with the whole thing of snapping these controllers onto the, con- onto the screen and then, you know, a bunch of different ways to play, including a kickstand mode, which Nintendo calls tabletop mode, mm-hmm. and the portable mode where you're snapping the controllers and you use it like a, like a tablet with the physical buttons and, of course, in front of the TV. But the Joy-Cons have actually a lot more hardware than we thought inside, including, of course, the, you know, the accelerometer and the gyroscope. But Nintendo also talked about these uh, two new features, which is uh, sensors uh, based on you know, uh, infrared sensors that can uh, recognize, um, with the camera, I guess, the, sh- the shape of your hands in front of the controllers. So they show like, people playing rock, paper, scissors, and the Joy-Cons could recognize the shape of the of the hand and they can also measure the distance from the controller and there's also this new kind of haptic technology inside which nintendo calls hd rumble which is you know an apple-like naming scheme yeah very apple Um, this this part of the presentation and they talked about the ability with this hd rumble to feel 
different kinds of haptics, including the feeling of multiple ice cubes in a glass, as well as the feeling of water being yeah. poured into the glass, which I, I really, I cannot imagine what that may feel like. It's like you're holding a glass of water, you can feel the cubes shaking inside. So I'm guessing Nintendo went for... Uh, you know, an, an, a new uh, Rumble technology that is actually a crossover with the iPhone's Taptic Engine. That's my takeaway. It's a That's what it feedback. sounds closest liked, right? Yeah. But throughout the entire controller. So there's a vertical space to the to the haptic feedback. It sounds really intriguing, honestly. And I, and I, and I'm, and I, and I want to, to check it out. I think it's, it can add a, a, an intriguing dimension to, to games. Uh, the controllers are packed with buttons so there's uh, the analog sticks are also you can click them there's a capture button to take a screenshot of a game and share it on social networks in the future it's going to also record uh, a gameplay video so like the playstation um, there's um, shoulder buttons on the side that attaches to the console when you remove the joycon uh, there's a Sh tiny shoulder buttons on that and as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode you can attach a grip with a wrist tap and when you do there's a bigger shoulder buttons which yep. makes it more convenient when you're holding a single Joy-Con and of course Nintendo spent a lot of time explaining all the different configurations that you can have you can place the Joy-Cons inside the grip which it, you know basically transforms into a tr more traditional controller there's the Pro Controller which is a separate accessory uh, or you can use the Joy-Cons you know both in two hands or you can play with one Joy-Con uh, in a landscape orientation and give it out to another uh, the second one to a friend speaking of which local multiplayer up to uh, I think eight Nintendo Switch consoles with local wireless uh, multiplayer and each console correct me if I'm wrong supports up to eight Joy-Cons so in theory you should be able to have 64 Joy-Cons if you have <laughs> eight Switch consoles something like that it's kind of crazy so if you have eight Switch consoles and eight Joy-Cons per console it's like 64 hands pair of hands oh these there's that's a lot of hands man um there's a lot of people <laughs> I, I i honestly cannot imagine 64 people with eight combat you know that that's that's a thing that that's gonna be a thing i'm sure if it's uh, what you want to do, do. A local game yeah if, the, if you're into that kind of you know multiplayer feast uh you, you can do that with the with the switch uh one two switch what do you guys think about this game i mean it's it's a multiplayer game but it's I mean, one of the mini games is milking a cow. So, uh, thoughts? All right, <laughs> well, it's got to be done at least once. The, the, I, I, I really feel like that the the milking of the cow game should have been in the game, but should have been removed from the press version. No, of the game. It's, it's the best part. <laughs> no, because the problem is right. So, one two switch looks like the exact type of game that Nintendo has gotten really good at making, which is a party game which really shows off the functions. So they are using, you know, it is you you play the game and the game is multiplayer but with everything that comes in the box because it's two people, each with the, with the Joy-Cons um, 
And I like that as well. They have a they have a, a a phrase like a marketing phrase. When you take the two off and give one to somebody else, they call it sharing shared the, the joy. Shared the joy. Yeah. And do, do you know what? I can actually see how they ended up with the name Joy-Con now. Like I think that that it's this idea that came together, and uh, they've finally given a really good reason for the weird name they came up with <laughs> right yeah. like and I, I buy it i buy the name in um and and i like you know they got like the, the there's like a wild west shootout type thing and mm-hmm. and obviously they were like getting to the point where they were like what things can we include and then one of them was milking a cow uh and but the thing is i bet that when you play that though it is just wild laughter yes exactly at the ridiculousness of it all because the entire idea is to play these games uh, with the Switch on the TV, but you're looking yeah. at your yeah. friend's eyes. So you're looking at you know at each other in the face. And uh, I think the idea is to just generate as much stupid laughs laughter as, as possible, stupid, just silly yeah. multiplayer as you as you can. And I think you know the it's sort of like WarioWare meets Wii Sports. You know, silly, stupid, nonsensical mini games yep. um, based on these new controllers. And I think I would have wanted to have this game built into the the you know the package, the box as a bundle game like Wii Sports was, because that that was a great way to basically buy the console and start playing with friends and show off the console. And it was. It was a game, but it was also free publicity. As soon as you get the console, you can, uh, you know, show show it off to people. Uh, so you're gonna have to buy one to switch. We don't have. I don't think we have details on pricing yet. Um, I, I think it's genius. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm especially intrigued by, you know, Nintendo did with the Wii U. They did Nintendo Land, which was meant to show off the gamepad, and it didn't really work out because, you know, the gamepad basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Joy-Con, uh, this kind of local multiplayer that doesn't require you to look at the screen, but you're actually acting stupid with your friends, I think that's a much better idea. Yeah, so do I. Uh, but the Joy-Cons, man, um, of course, they come in colors, and I personally pre-ordered the uh, neon blue and red version. Yeah. Um, so you can choose to have a gray switch, all gray, you know, gray console, gray Joy-Cons, or gray console and red and blue Joy-Cons. But the problem, I think, uh, for some people, it's going to be uh, price, because these accessories are not cheap. Uh, the Pro Controller is $70. A pair of Joy-Controllers is $80. And if you want to buy a single Joy-Con, that's $50. So I do, I understand, and, you know, the, the grip is $30 and the dock is $90. Uh, I understand that there's a lot of tech inside, you know, a lot of sensors, a lot of things going on with these controllers. Still, 80 to buy, you know, these two tiny things, it's not cheap. It's expensive. Yeah. But, you know, um, you can do a lot, of, a lot with them. So, I don't know. It, it is expensive. It also, it's, it's a new idea. Nintendo needs to make money. I, I understand what they're doing this. It's just, you know, the DualShock, it, how much does it cost? Like $40, $50 maybe? Uh, so it, it it is a steep difference. Um, the good news is, according to people who are trying to switch today, even if they're tiny, they appear to be very comfortable and they appear to be very satisfactory in the sense when you snap them to the console, the clicking is very, you know, it's a. According to people, it's a very good feeling. 
and it, there's a lot of people saying that the screen's really great, like really yep. bright, really crisp. That seems to yep. be like the, the, a common thread today through people that are actually you know in the press that are trying these things. The word crisp keeps coming up. Yeah, and good viewing angles, which is you know good news. I'm I'm curious to know what playing in direct sun, sunlight is gonna be like. Yeah, um, don't have very high hopes for that. Uh, but still, even you know uh, when, when I hear people saying it looks good at you know 720p. Looks good in motion, uh, good viewing angles, very crisp. That 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 is good news to me. Do you think 720p is enough, given that smaller uh, smartphones are Retina now? I I think it it's uh our um the fact that Nintendo doesn't do realistic games helps them in this regard because the colors and you know the mario games well, they do help offset i think the but, not being 1080p but well, that's Nintendo not all don't, the games yeah 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 this yeah. time yeah. It, this is the difference now is if we're moving back into this world of uh, ea fifa games Some popping games. up on these things that makes it a bethesda. bit trickier bethesda yeah also who has got the feeling and now i'm just guessing here but the joy cons they seem to be sort of future proofing for vr they seem to me like a good idea to hold these two things in your hands once you have a vr headset but is nintendo ever gonna do that i don't know it's a very expensive market to get into also i'm not sure that the accuracy is going to be sufficient Mm. Um, there doesn't yeah. seem to be any way of easily tracking them. I'd be very surprised if there's any kind of tracking uh, sensor built in. Yeah, so, that's a good point. I, I mean, in terms of getting people used to it, perhaps. But personally, for me, the thing I'm really excited about is the local multiplayer. I just think yeah. that that is going to be one of the best things about it. I mean, you mentioned Street Fighter earlier. I can't wait to have two-player games of Street Fighter anywhere with people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just going to be so much fun. And Mario Kart. Yeah, exactly. So wherever you go, you know, if you're with a friend, you just pull it out and have a two-player game. It's, I just think that's going to be... Yeah. It, it's the sleeper for me that I guess not a lot of people are talking about. I think this is the thing that will really make it viral. Yeah, that's I agree. That's what Nintendo is going for, I think. They're showing this footage of, you know, people playing in cars, on trains, you know, just at the park, which... I don't know if I want to approach a stranger in the park with a Nintendo Switch, but, you know, with my friends, I think it makes a lot of sense. I'll just maybe bring it over to a friend's house and be like, hey, let's have a, let's have a one-two Switch. Uh, share the joy, come on. Cow, cow milking, <laughs> uh, share the joy type of <laughs> night. Uh, the, you know. The <laughs> You're a bad man, Federico. <laughs> uh, am I? Or is Nintendo a bad company? I don't know which, which is, you know. Um, now, the opposite of the local multiplayer would be the online service that Nintendo is putting together. And that's where things get kind of confusing. But very Nintendo. Yeah. So, set aside the virtual console, because we don't know anything about the virtual console yet. Uh, there was no mention of the virtual console yesterday and no details today. What we know, Nintendo is working on this uh, Switch Online service, which is going to be free from March until sometime in the fall. After that, it's going to be it's going to be a paywall. It's going to be a subscription service that you subscribe to and pay to access additional features which include online gameplay, 
voice chat, lobbies, uh, and you know, basic online multiplayer things are going to be behind this paid service like Xbox Live, for example. But with some unique um, twists, which is the voice chat and the lobby are going to be handled exclusively by a smartphone app. So you will need this app on your Android phone or on your iPhone to manage, you know, inviting friends, talking to friends, organizing, you know, lobbies, etc. Um, also, besides online gameplay and these features, if you become a member, um, you will get exclusive deals, which is sort of reminds me of PlayStation Plus, and a monthly game download. And this is, the, to me at least, the most confusing part. The monthly game download, you can download for free an old NES and SNES game. The SNES game has a newly added online component. So imagine you can get Super Mario World for free and there's a new online mode that never happened on the Super Nintendo. And now the part that is not clear is Nintendo is saying it's f- you can get it for free for a month. Yep. Which are people are sort of confused because it you know the meaning is not clear does it mean that the game expires after a month or does it mean that it's like so i've seen some people saying who've confirmed at press events today that you get to play the game for that month if you want to play it after that month you must buy the game so it's a free game for a month mm-hmm. and then you need to bu- buy the game i assume from some kind of virtual console at this point yeah i i think that they have whilst they have not given um confirmation of the virtual console they have confirmed it by saying that it's a virtual console game effectively that you're downloading right like i think that that we at least know that nes and snes games are on the switch because how else would you get them all right right because they said that those games are playable well then there must be a virtual console yeah i mean and nintendo would be silly not to do the virtual console um so what we're looking at is this new service based on, on the Nintendo account um, that includes things like the eShop and, you know, friends. Those features are available for free. Then if you pay, you can play with friends online, you can talk to them, and you get exclusive deals, so discounts, and the f- monthly game download. And it's basically a combination of Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus done by Nintendo, and we don't have a lot of details yet, and we don't have details for the virtual console yet. I really don't know what to think at this point. Um, and I really don't know how to react to the news of Nintendo doing a subscription service for online gameplay. Of all the things I could have imagined, this was not one of them. The online gameplay subscription is fine for me because that's par for the course these days. If you want to play online, you pay. Right, like this is what Microsoft does. This is what Sony does. Like this is a whole thing that happens now. It is something that people are starting to understand. I really like the idea of the chatting occurring via a smartphone because it fits so perfectly with the device that Nintendo have created. If they said you can do voice chat and online play, and then you had to do it through the console, it might not work so well. Right, like I can, I can see there being just like drains on on network. If you're playing online as well, like I like the idea of it being through an application. It means it can be updated quickly. It can be, and and you, you know, you can kind of keep it separate from the head from the game play that you've got going on. I don't know. There's just something about having it for an app where I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Like, 
I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. I can see why you would do that. Um, I wish that the, the games that they're giving away for free were just games that they were giving away for free, considering they're games that are old. They're just sitting there to be downloaded. Like, other consoles, they just give you the games. They may as well just give you the games. Like, uh, that, that thing just feels a little bit like trying to squeeze the extra pennies out which I don't think is going to be very successful for them. And they would build more goodwill in their customers, I think, by just allowing people to just keep the games. Um, but really, like, you know, overall, I'm just happy that they're putting effort and focus on an online play system. Because, again, if this is, this is something that's required for a gaming console to have longevity today. I think it's, it's a, a sign that you're serious. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to see that they're doing it, even though... It's still weird because it's Nintendo, right? They're not letting go of that. Yeah, I mean, I I would have loved to have more in the sense of you sign up for this subscription and you get a Netflix-like virtual console. So an all-you-can-eat model, basically. Yeah, that's, you that's give what us, they should do. You give us $10 a month and you get the online gameplay and you can get any virtual game, uh, virtual console game you want. That would have made me a lot more optimistic. Now I just don't know what to think at this point. Um, it, probably because I'm not a huge online player, so I would yeah. subscribe just to have the occasional, very occasional uh, multiplayer session with my friends, but we're talking like once every X months. And what? discounts and um, a game that goes away after a month I'll probably subscribe just out of goodwill I guess and to get the discounts basically yep I don't know for Xbox and PlayStation the online multiplayer was just a Trojan horse the real deal was how do we get a subscription model working in the game space PlayStation's long-term plans were to have a Netflix of games through the PlayStation Now service, which is still, I guess, ramping up and is still predominantly PS3 offerings. Though, of course, there's no reason why that can't expand to PS4 in the future. So that that really is the whole point of a subscription model. It's just to keep your players, as many of them as possible, in in your space, in your world, loyal for as long as possible. It's a model that's worked just about everywhere else and is becoming, I'd say, the dominant digital model. I've lost track of the number of subscriptions that I now have. I think I have a subscription for iCloud. I have a subscription for Google, for Netflix, for Amazon Prime, uh, for PlayStation Plus, for... You know, the list goes on and on. I've got a subscription for a VPN service. You know, you just go on and on and on. So that's going to be the model going forward. And I think the inclusion of the one-month uh, timed trial, if you like, is just a case of Nintendo thinking, well, we've got to have a subscription model, right? Because that's the future. We don't want people dumping our machine going off elsewhere. So we've got to incentivize them. What are the treats that we're going to chuck in that don't cost us too much. And I think the reason they didn't have permanent inclusion of older games that require um, 
online connection because they're going to be adapted for multiplayer. And I, I can only think that the way they're going to do that is to have an expanded um, local multiplayer offering. So if you were able to play the game locally multiplayer with two controllers or with a multi-tap four controllers, you can now do that remotely. That would be some technology bridge that sits in the code somewhere. God knows how that's going to work because that code's different for every game. But whatever, they'd have to maintain the infrastructure for that for every game if they were to make those permanent. So that's them thinking, oh, we can't quite do this permanent because we've never really tooled up for this properly. You know, we've never really set up this way. It's going to take time to build up. So let's just put this in. And I think everything that they do between now and, say, Christmas is going to be their attempt to define their own position in the game's subscription space because everyone's got a slightly different take and it's not really realistic for Nintendo to try to occupy the same space that PlayStation and Xbox are occupying because they're completely different types of audiences. Yeah, I, I don't know what to think at this point. I wish Nintendo would have given out some more details on this online service plan. Um, they probably don't know. Right, <laughs> actually. That's no, seriously, I, I'm telling you because this is how these things work, you know. Um, they probably don't know how it's going to pan out. I'm not saying that this is in any way implying that they're not competent. Of course they're competent. But um, the whole point of the subscription service and having an engaged online community is you just don't know until you've got those people online. Mm. And you start making the offerings and then you've got to adapt. It's not easy to do this in a beta form because they don't want to do... And the whole point of Nintendo has always been we control everything, right? So the experience has got to feel like a toy. So they can't have like a beta service coming out, say, a month or two after the service uh, after the uh, Switch launches, can they? They've got to have it pretty much working straight away. And for that reason, all of their offerings are going to be really limited. They've got to be to start off with, and then people start giving them feedback. Hey, what about this? What about that? They've got the competence to do it. They just don't know which way to go yet because they don't know how the market's going to react. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, and these things cost a fortune to build, you know? If you've got millions of people online on your service, it's not like, it's not like someone setting up a small startup. Let's say, for example, um, I've created a fantastic runaway hit app on iOS, right? And it's had 5 million downloads. But out of those 5 million people, I've now got, I don't know, 50,000 subscribers. Nintendo got a completely different problem. You know, day one, they're like, well, not day one, but maybe a few months in, they're likely to have millions of subscribers, right? Because the default approach of most people will be, we got to be online. And of course, they're sweetening the thing by offering it free for a while anyway, which is a sensible thing to do. So they are going to have all of their customers online at once. They can't get this wrong. They've got to play safe. They've got to roll things up bit by bit by bit. And having it free is mm. another thing that's fine when the service goes down. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Smart move. Yeah. So before we move on to closing arguments um there's two two things i want to quickly mention um there's uh 32 gigabytes of uh internal storage ridiculous some of them occupied by the system which is ridiculous but the good news is 
It doesn't use an overpriced uh, <laughs> proprietary memory card system. I can't hear you. I can't hear someone you. Here must I be can't familiar. hear you. I can't hear you. La, 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 la. He uses micro SD cards. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Someone here knows why. Hallelujah. I'm, uh, I have to say, when I heard that, I was... Yeah, I was laughing and crying. <laughs> and even then, like the physical media is also super small, so you can put it in your pocket. They're not like these uh, tiny versions of bigger media that we have. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Also, this is interesting. Um, you can buy multiple docks. Uh, it's a $90 purchase uh, if you want to buy a separate dock. But the idea is you can, if you want, if you have multiple TVs around the house, like one in the living room, one in the bedroom, you know, or you have a dedicated video game room like our friend Mike does, or will have, I don't know. Uh, it's actually called an office, but we can call it the dedicated no, video room. A, or a, a man cave, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, if you have a room with consoles, you can buy a separate dock, and then, you know, you can walk with the switch around the house and just be, you know, placing it anywhere you want. And I think I may be doing this. Uh, I'm going to have a dock in the bedroom and one in the living room because, it, you know, why not? Because if I have some friends over, I don't want to bring my friends in the bedroom to play video games. I want to have them in the living room. So I think instead of having to, you know, pull cables every time and reconnect them to the TV, just have a separate dock. Uh, or maybe you can have a dock at your grandma's house if you want. Uh, if, if your grandma doesn't have a switch, or if it does, be you know, even better. If she anyway, does, multiple then you can dots. get sixty-three of her grandma friends together, and you can all play a game together. <laughs> if you, if you, if, if, if you really she want. has sixty-three <laughs> friends, that's a lot of people at that age. But you know, uh, some people do. Um, multiple docks. I think it's a good idea. I think uh, I'm gonna get at least another. Maybe not right away, uh, but I'm into this idea uh, now. I came into this event uh, with a lot of questions and not all of them were answered by Nintendo. Um, Overall, I'm very, very excited about this console and it feels like Nintendo is back. Even if some people are saying this is one last desperate shot at being relevant in the console space, I think, of course, Nintendo is hungry right now. And when Nintendo knows that they do... they need to do better. That's always the best Nintendo. And I feel like the idea of a console, even if marketed as a home console, because Nintendo said multiple times it's a home system that you can take with you. They didn't say it's a 3DS replacement, of course. Nintendo does this all the time. They don't want to say we're going to replace this console. They say it's a new thing, blah, blah, blah. It's basically a hybrid console that you can take anywhere. I think it's a winning idea. I think the concept of the Joy-Cons with local multiplayer, will be a big selling aspect, especially by the holiday season if Nintendo can adjust pricing and include games into the, the, the main bundle. I think it, this is going to be much better than the Wii U. It's going to do much better than the Wii U. The marketing so far has been on point. I have a lot of questions about the virtual console, about the online component. Um, I want to know if we're going to get the type of game library Uh, that Nintendo usually has on a home console, or if there's still going to be space for those 3DS type of games. Like, are we going to get a new Link Between Worlds? Are we going to get a top-down Zelda? Are we going to get a, you know, uh, a 3DS-like Pokemon? Or are we just going to get home console games that you can also play on a portable device, like Zelda, for example? So is is the portable Nintendo 
and third-party developers. Is that still going to be a thing, or are we only going to get home console games? I don't know. So there's still a lot of questions, but region-free, the Joy-Cons, the hybrid console idea, those are all, you know, winning features to me. Uh, and I think it's going to do much, much better than the Wii U, both in terms of general perception and in terms of gaming library. Of course, you know, third parties, still a big question. Um, I'm not too optimistic right now. I would have liked to see more announcements, but Mike, you have a point when you say, you know, it's uh, basically a timing issue. Um, overall, uh, I'm going to say I'm excited, I'm optimistic. And are we doing scores? Uh, we're doing scores. I'm giving the the whole leading <laughs> we up. We have done scores before. Is this a new thing on Remaster? This is a new score? thing. I'm, I'm rating people and companies. This is my okay. new thing for 2017. Mike, you're a nine, by the way. <laughs> oh, Shade, wow. Shade, you're a 10. In my I'll oh, my God. I'll take nine. Uh, I'm, give, I'm giving this whole setup, the leading up to the presentation and the launch, a solid eight and a half. So solid showing so far. Why does it make you laugh that, that I'm rating stuff? <laughs> it's not funny. People rate very stuff all the time. This. I, I, I am. I'm very committed to, to, to sharing my opinions. <laughs> well, you guys are both 11s in my book. Oh, really? Oh. Out of what? Out of 20? <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> You're barely sufficient. <laughs> Mike, what do you think about the Switch? Seriously. I've pre-ordered three of them. Um, no, no, you didn't. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Are you joking? I've the placed three, three pre-orders. What? Is it one for me? No. May I cast your mind back to my <laughs> PSVR problem, where I had a pre-order placed for almost a year oh, and Amazon yes. didn't deliver it? So did you actually went to three separate stores? I have made two pre-orders on Amazon, <laughs> one for the gray version, one for the uh, colored version. No and then way. I have a pre-order at Game, which is a UK chain. Um, that So nice. yeah, I have, I have a bunch of pre-orders. And as we get closer towards release date, uh, I'm going to... I'm gonna post. I'm gonna choose what one I want. I'm gonna gonna cancel the others. Shade, what about you? I haven't pre-ordered, but I'm definitely gonna buy one. I'm mm. more excited about the Switch than I have been about most uh, recent Nintendo devices. I can't remember the last time I was this excited about a Nintendo device, actually. It might have been the DS, because hmm. the 3DS didn't really do it for me. The DS really did it for me, especially the uh, second generation, the Slim. Um, yeah, none of the consoles since have really done it for me. So, yeah, that, this is the device I've been looking forward to since then. And in some ways, it shares some of that DNA, I think. It's clever what they're doing by positioning it as a home console you can take away with you. Well, they've got to do that because they're charging £279, $299 for it. So they've got to do that. If they'd been selling it for 200 or less, they might just have been able to get away with saying, you can play this anywhere. Oh, and by the way, you can dock it and play games on a big screen and they, they look great. The fact is, most developers are going to have to tailor their games so that they run very well in the living room or wherever you have your TV, and they run very well in a very constrained mobile environment where the processor's running slower, GPU's running slower. 
and you're on a smaller screen with a lower resolution. So developers are getting good at that. And in fact, if you look at some of the latest VR stuff, they're doing it in real time, which is phenomenally powerful as a technique. So I don't think developers will have too many problems. And of course, the, the companies like Unity and so on will help very much in that respect, dynamically being able to scale things up and down. Um, I, I, just, I just hope they get the software positioning right. I think this is why they've gone after the Bethesdas and the EAs of this world, because that is a statement. And the statement is, this really is a home console where you're taking stuff away. Have they gone after... Uh, smaller developers and not worked so hard with the larger third parties, then there would have been a perception that this is an expensive 3DS replacement. It's very hard to get this right, but I think they're very close. And I, for one, can't wait to play and see what it's like, local multiplayer especially. I can't wait to try Street Fighter and Mario Kart local multiplayer and, and just, you know, take it round to friends' places or whatever and and just have a go, you know? Whether they've got a dock or not, air travel is the the the, the instance that that I'm most interested in trying this out to see how it works, um, especially traveling with someone. Um, I I think it could be very interesting to see how this system performs in that task because that would be kind of fun to be able to play those games you mentioned, Jahir, on while sitting on an airplane for a couple of hours. Yeah. As long as you, as long as you can charge it via a USB C battery pack, which I am like <laughs> very confident that you can, um, uh, I, I because the 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 charging cable that um, that Nintendo are providing and selling has no brick yeah, by the picture, exactly. which suggests it's just a straight USB C cable, and I can't see any way in which the system would know what was what. It's quite possible that what they meant was that you you need a wall charger to have it working with the TV because of the extra power draw, just for safety's sake. Oh, but that they didn't be. specify that you need USB. You could use a power brick just with a portable. I reckon that would work on the portable. I reckon you might have a power draw issue in edge cases when you're powering the um, base unit as well as the docked switch. Mm. Just a theory. That makes sense. So all in all, I think we've gotten what we wanted in that Nintendo have shown off this product and we've not laughed it off stage. Um, and, and that we're all, I think, pretty excited to try it. That is a, a, a big success for Nintendo right now. It's the Nintendo console we've always wanted, basically, at least personally. And it's launching in less than two months. I can't so- believe that. I cannot believe. Yeah. I, I still refuse to believe that I will own this thing on, or that anybody will own this on March the 3rd. Like, no. and, until it arrives at people's homes, I just fail to see how, it's gonna, how they're going to do this. It, it's happening, man. It's, uh, it's going to happen. And it's, we're almost there. 